0: guys, Jimmy Weggs here, and I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now you guys know, obviously I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecasts, so when we decided to partner with CircleBdieCast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race-win diecast of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers hats, t-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SloppyYellow and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code sloppyyellow, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecast and NASCAR products that they have to offer That's circleb.cast.com.
1: Well, Billy Bradley, son, I heard the post-race show with you and Jimmy Wags on Monday morning. uh, And I have to say, I I have a little bit of a, of a, I don't want to say it's a disagreement, but I, when I watched the Phoenix race and I watched almost every lap, I think the only lap I missed was, uh, or I I, I missed like, I don't know, it was before the, before the the caution at, at lap 30, but, I was, for a Phoenix race, I thought it was okay. Um, I think Jeff Gluck's poll was like 64%, 65%. But that rate, and and it was definitely better than when we went there in 2019. Okay? Um, It was definitely better then. But these mile-and-a-half tracks of this package has really got me a little spoiled, Billy, because even though, as you and Wags mentioned, I think there was 23 lead changes for the lead or something like that. I, it just it, it was it was good for a phoenix race but all of a sudden i have myself looking forward to mile and a half tracks billy it's almost like we're living in an alternate universe because for years i couldn't stand a mile and a half track and now I, they they're actually very entertaining and and i think you said you enjoyed the race there was a lot of there was a lot of passing i thought there was a lot of action but what we're really not seeing and you mentioned this billy is the racing up and down through the pack
2: yeah, you know, and
1: that's what I was trying to uh, get with Jimmy about. You know, they
2: showed all the passes for the lead. And I wasn't real keen on the race, even though there was a lot of passing. I'm I, I'm not sold on that sticky stuff yet. It seemed like, you know, the, the restarts were phenomenal. The first 15 to 20 laps after that seemed like we got back into that single groove. People were working their way up high. I'm not sold on the sticky stuff.
1: Well, I think the sticky stuff, uh, let's put it this way. I'm not sure it hurt, but tire wear is definitely becoming uh, something uh, that you have to have over there. Uh, Rob Lopes, can you talk a little bit about, and I know you're not a big fan of the PJ one or whatever they call it in there, but.
3: Okay. Um, Yes, there, there was tire wear. Um, Tires do wear with PJ one. And I don't think – I think in some places it shows – it it exaggerates some tire wear. Phoenix, I don't think that's the case. Um, I will say I, I was busier than a one-armed paper hanger just because of the day we were having. But uh, I noticed our tire wear was very – I don't remember it being as off hmm. as it was in the past. And when I say that, I mean, and and I'm attributing this to the, again, we had an awful day. And if anybody is a, any fans of the show or pay attention to the six, we weren't uh, talked about a whole lot, except when we were being passed by the leader. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. At any rate, I digress. Um, but, yeah, like our tire wear was really odd to the fact that we were we were blowing the right rear off of it. Like we were skinning the right rear and the left rear, where was the least wearing tire on the race car. And now I can't tell you exactly what line he was running most of the time, whether he was up in the PJ one or not, Mm -hmm. or I should I say the traction compound or whatever phrase we're using for this year. Um, But yeah. So, Phoenix can show some tire wear, and, yes, that that traction compound can attribute to some tire wear. But as you can tell by the pace of the cars that were, I, I for lack of a better term, we'll say it on fire. I mean, because it seemed like yeah. the guys that ran up front all day were just hauling the mail. Yeah. I mean, they were really good. Yeah. Really good cars. The, the guys that were running up front all day were very good and very fast. The yeah. 19 was very fast, um, it, and he and he and it showed, and it paid off for him at the end of the day. The 11 was fast for a little while, and then just kind of went away. Um, uh, I think the the Penske car showed a lot of strength, but yeah. I don't recall anybody. I, I would I would venture to say that if that, if that traction cob pad was really harming the tires and really hurting their performance and really wearing them out, those guys that were running in it most of the day and that were fast would have yeah. fallen off when we started – when we pitted under green. Yeah. They, you, you would have seen them at the end of that run fall way off the pace, and they didn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned Martin Truex Jr. there. Martin Truex Jr. was Billy's pick, and at the last restart, I I had – I was like, all right, I'm in the catbird seat. This is exactly where I want Joey Logano to be. And, nope, Martin Turex Jr. just took that lead from him yeah, and drove did. away. I mean, and I thought Joey Logano had it there on that last restart. I, I he did. He started in the preferred line. And Martin Turex Jr. absolutely put the muscle um, out there. It kind of reminded me a little bit of what uh, Chris Buescher did to Keselowski there at, at Homestead. But uh, it, it's. It, I thought it was a very – it was a very good race. I, I was a little bit down because it wasn't quite as much action that I could tell on TV uh, like I can on a mile-and-a-half track. But a I, I, good race overall. Hendrick Motorsports showed out. Uh, all of them except for uh, the 48 didn't seem to do so well. Uh, Kevin Harvick a big surprise with Kevin Harvick. um he, he wasn't really a factor but he's quietly just sitting around in the top 5 i think yes yeah. um so uh, i mean is is yeah i mean he's not going anywhere and well, uh, but the, go ahead Dan
3: i'm sorry to interrupt you but i was just thinking about that before i lost the thought i guess because i'm kind of like a squirrel tonight um <laughs> You, yes, he's not going. Anywhere. And the funny thing is, is, we're talking about him like he's not getting the job done. Right. But if you look at his, his the start of this year compared to last year, and I mm-hmm. think we're thinking more along the lines of obviously mid season on because of yeah. the timetable mm-hmm. that we were dealing with yeah, last year. This time last year, we were sitting on our butt. Yeah. Well, not yet. We were getting ready to sit on our butts. Yeah. Um But. Yeah, he goes out and wins what ten races last year and leads over a thousand laps and this and that. And yeah. now we're what five races in, and he hasn't won. And we're and everybody's like, "Wow, Kevin Harvick is off." This and Jesus, he's
1: he's running top <laughs> yeah. five every day, every week. Yep, a- every week he's top five. And I-, I looked it up. Jimmy Wax had an interesting uh, comment last week, but I-, I actually looked it up this week. Uh, Kevin Harvick. Uh, only he didn't have any wins before um before the uh the COVID break he won darlington then he won atlanta and so i mean he wasn't fast out of the gate last year either and and this year i think is actually better for the first five races. yeah Um, i I wouldn't
3: i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised with that stat
1: yeah so it's 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 interesting i you know you look over at Stuart Haas and you expect him to see, up, see him up front, and you kind of do. They've just been real quiet about it, and that should scare everybody in the garage. You um, damn right. You know, I think it's getting ready to yeah. turn on over there. But uh, good show out at Phoenix, and we got a lot of news this week, um, actually from Phoenix. Uh, Jeremy, uh, I think it's Bullis, Jeremy Bullis, at Keselowski's uh, crew balling. chief. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, and um, uh, Daniel Suarez, our good friend Travis Mack, both out this week because they had two missing lug nuts, which I think is interesting because before Tony Stewart got all pissed off that um, NASCAR didn't give a shit, NASCAR didn't give a shit about how many lug nuts you went on, and now they're we're, we're tossing out crew chiefs because they had two uh, two missing lug nuts, which is you know time we've had that in a while. What's that? It wasn't that long ago,
3: flashing back to what you just said, it wasn't that long ago that the thing was to only hit four and even changers we're gluing up for, yeah. and had a big yellow or you know day glow yellow or day glow orange decal around one of the lug holes yeah. to know not to hit it because there's no lug there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we and went Howard from we went it. from okay you hit you hit as many as you want the penalty's going to take care of itself you know blah 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 blah. Yeah. To okay guys we're going to check you at the end of pit road and if you've got two that aren't engaged to the wheel. <laughs> we're tossing the crew chief out
1: and two of them did I, and it's just it's 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 funny to me that we've come this you know this kind of full circle uh, yeah. or i guess we're 180 degrees away from from where we are which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me um we got uh speaking of daniels Suarez, billy did you hear him in the booth by chance on uh saturday in the infinity race I tried not
2: to hear him. I did. We were in a bar down in Gatlinburg, man, and I thought it was horrible.
1: He was terrible. He absolutely was terrible. You could tell he he, he wasn't fantastic at it, but I'm going to tell you something. When he uh, uh, started off his, his lap in Spanish, I think it was a, a, a huge moment for NASCAR, yeah. and I think uh, – And and to be bluntly honest with you, I I think he would have done a hell of a lot better if he was speaking it in in Spanish. I know, listen, I know if I had to go up there and commentate on a fucking race in Spanish, it would be the most butchered bullshit um, uh, you'd ever heard in your entire life. I speak Texican. Um, I I don't speak uh, 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 Spanish, but I, I think, you know, you have to look at, you know, diversity with Bubba Wallace obviously being the face of it since, you know, what happened last year. But good for... For Daniel Suarez to get up in the booth and you know English is a second language and get up there and talk and um, I thought he did well when he was doing his Spanish uh, his Spanish part and I think it was a big moment a big moment for NASCAR but I, and speaking of the TV booth um, the, the ratings for Cup race on Sunday were down just a little bit so and that, I expected that. Um, yeah, well, but, we did have
2: some the weather
1: starting to warm up around here. Yeah. You know, and we
2: had a nice weekend, so spring break happened.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, this race has happened at a different time than it than it usually has. But I, Clint Boyer in the booth is absolutely a, a star. I, I mean, he's uh, Billy. He, he's I did not think he would be this good because I, I thought maybe his ADD would take him away from. From the actual race, but that song bitch is good, Billy Bradley.
2: It is. It's
1: very interesting.
2: Him and Jeff. A lot of people. I see a lot of mixed reviews
1: about him and Jeff Gordon. I think mm-hmm. it's a perfect match. I do too. I hated Jeff Gordon with DW mainly because DW was everything was about DW, and so he didn't play off people very well. He and Jeff Gordon actually are a damn good team, and and. You know, speaking of speaking of teams, I, I hate the fact that you got Latart Junior. and and Burton in the booth when NBC comes. It's too many, and I can't tell Burton. But as as big a fan of Dale Junior. as I am, every time he and and Burton talk, I I have a hard time telling them apart from one another. Um, and I I don't think that three person in the booth with uh, um, who's a the big tall guy. Um, that's in there with them. Um, the Mike Joy of NBC uh, used to do truck races. Help me out here, Billy. Who's the guy in the booth with them? Michael Audra. No! No! Um, Rick? Rick Allen? Rick Allen, yeah. There's four of them in the damn booth. I think that's too much. Uh, I think it's way too much. Uh, Junior and and Burton don't... I mean, they say the same damn thing to each other. It's We already got a driver up there, but uh, but I digress. Uh, good for Daniel Suarez and uh, his lap in Spanish. It was cut short for a caution, but I thought it was a, a milestone um, for NASCAR, and I'm glad he did it. Um, car number placement, Billy. It's rearing its ugly head. I like it moved back <laughs> in front of the tire. I like it moved back in front of the tire. I think it looks badass. And and race cars. You also like the underglow lights, too. Love the underglow lights, Billy. I can't lie. I I like the underglow lights. I like the the number moved back. I don't like it. Bless
3: your heart. (laughs) Hey, I
2: found a perfect spot that we can put them dumbass underglow lights to the (laughs) dumbass dirt race we're getting ready to run in a few (laughs) weeks. How
3: about about we just put them under the the cabinets or the toolboxes where they're supposed to be?
2: Yeah. well, no, that'd no, be that. cool too. Underneath, or, or
3: underneath, or underneath them, squatted trucks or whatever.
1: It's it's dumb, put them under that. Tried. Let's leave them off. Let's leave them off the cup cars.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I, I listen. I gotta be honest. I like the underglow lights. I like the number move back. Billy Bradley, on the number situation. If if Billy Bradley was president of NASCAR, where would you put the number? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Rob lobes, where would you put the number? All right, I'm
3: going to play devil's advocate against Billy. I would have it in the middle of the door where it is because I agree with Billy. However, I also get the idea of moving the number out of the center of the side and giving giving from the behind the front wheel well, the front wheel opening all the way back to the number to the sponsor because it's easier to put a decal there and see it. Yeah. But that said, when you think about your sponsor engagement – the cameras are above above the racing surface yeah. and now you're you're trying to get a shot of the side of the car and it's not as pure as you think it is as the car sits on the ground and you walk up to it yes it's very clear yeah. but on TV, I think fact. you see yes i think on tv i think you see it better
1: on the quarter. well i like the look of the car with a number in the back um i saw you know it's but, but I, the the fandom and but I'm to be perfectly clear, I couldn't care fucking less where they put the stupid thing. I, if I, I think it's ridiculous that they send these things out to let fans, you know, bitch about it. I, if if that was president, he'd put it wherever the fuck he wanted it and tell them to shut the fuck up. This is a, a sport driven by money. The sponsors want it there. That's where we put it. I, why NASCAR does this shit to just terrorize fans, I don't understand. Just put yeah. it wherever the fuck you want to put it. Let's move on. Um, yeah, we've got we got bigger
3: fish to fry. To be honest, bigger with you. fish
1: to fry, man. It, but but the whole NASCAR world is is going crazy about where they're putting the fucking number, and it just it's it's hilarious to me. But I do have a, a preference, I guess. Um, boys, uh, James Finch. <laughs> Uh, are one of the I biggest heard that in, a while. in the garage. Well, he's in a little that trouble. Ain't
3: he, that ain't all. He's the biggest
1: thing of. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's in a little trouble, and he may do some prison time. Oh, um danked down in uh, Florida. He uh, he and um, the mayor, the ex mayor, a couple commissioners, blah blah blah. Um, they uh, he, I guess old James was a little pissed off. He didn't get some of the hurricane cleanup work. And so um, the mayor switched a bunch of things around and ended up giving him like $2 million. uh, From what I understand, uh, James Finch got them to dump all their debris and, and stuff at one of his holding yards instead of taking it to a free place that the city owned. All the city had to do was just give themselves a permit, and they could have done it, but they paid James Finch $2 million to do it. And those the mayor and the and a few commissioners uh, stayed in the Keys in a luxury uh hotel, took a, a yacht trip, a couple flights to Biloxi in a private plane. So I I think our friend James Finch may be out of the Nascar world good. Um oh boy. <laughs> here pretty soon.
3: Um
1: but I always like James Finch, Billy. I like it when I, every time you saw him he had a red solo cup in his hand. Um that is true. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was iced tea. It
1: was iced tea. He was, was a big, sweet tea guy. Big, sweet tea guy. Yeah, that's right. It was the same <laughs> color. We'll put it that way. It was the same damn color. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> we had a 15-minute phone call uh, where the three of us were just bullshitting before we started recording. And it started with COVID. But, Rob, you're getting COVID dogs in the garage. Did you hear
3: that? I was Did I hear it? It came out in our NASCAR bulletin that's sent to all the teams team guys and team members and crew chiefs and that are we the bulletin that we get that has uh, everything that's going we get okay to give some give people a background we get a email from the director's office every week Mm -hmm. every team person that is traveling Mm -hmm. and it has everything you need to know for that event yeah maps uh, garage opening times parking Mm -hmm. Uh, what our routes are, where where we're supposed to go, where our our checkpoints are as far as getting in a garage, what time we're allowed to enter the garage, blah, 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 because blah, blah, our garage times are staggered, yeah. what, you know, when teams enter, organizations enter. So we get this bulletin every week. Well, one of the sections of this bulletin is called team comms, team communication. Mm-hmm. And that's where the director directly speaks to us about anything going on. Well, one of the highlights this week was COVID dogs, blah 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 blah, and <laughs> I'm like a COVID dog, and I'm no—I'm sure I'm not the only one that had these thoughts. But I was no. like a COVID dog. Yeah. Like okay, so a dog alerts on me and says I have COVID. Then what? Yeah. And I'm and, I'm, and then my mind really got insane. Not that it was that far of a drive, but um, I'm like. So if a dog can smell COVID, does that mean he can smell zombies? Like, will we be able to have zombie dogs now? Or how does that work? You know? So at any rate, yeah, COVID dogs. So we'll see how that works out. I have a feeling that
1: this is um, a test program is what I think. Yeah. Well, I hate it. And the reason I hate it is because um, that there's, there's talk on the NASCAR website that they're looking into maybe using it, for fan entry, and I, I, oh. I, I have a problem oh. with that, and and a, and a big especially problem. Of, especially because <laughs> yeah. of, okay, yeah, Go ahead. You know Jimmy Johnson last year, he tested positive exactly, and then guess what? The government um a couple months ago. Said, oh, you know what? That fucking COVID test we were giving people—the PCR rates were way too fucking high. Uh, we had way hold too on, high hold high on, hold high hey, on. I hate to tell you this—you're yeah. headed down on political road right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's somewhat political, uh, but Jimmy Johnson missed a race, and there's a good chance he, he didn't have fucking—he he, 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 didn't—he might—he might not have even had COVID but now we're going to use a dog and, and I, I don't, I don't want to take a dog's judgment for a, hey, you can't, what are we going to do? You can't come in. You got COVID. What do you mean? Uh, the dog says you have COVID. Well, fuck that dog. I mean, I just, I, I I think we're getting into a little bit, unless they're able to give you a test that you oh, get yes. back in five minutes. Um, yes They, that, the that, fucking was the dog other, home.
3: that was the other thing that was brought up was it's not the dog's, yeah. Like the dog is in the final say, you know what I mean. It's not the Supreme yeah. Court of the COVID test. Yeah. Basically, if the dog alerts on you, you will be given a rapid test. Okay, so if we th- and again,
1: this is what you'll, you'll, you'll be again. assessed. You will be assessed
3: by a. You'll be assessed by a doctor or or yeah. one of the you know people there, yeah. and and one of those one of the things that may occur is a rapid test. That's the way it was described to
1: us, which. Okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to do. If they give a rapid test and 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 we can agree that the test is going to be accurate, I'd be fine for that. I I think NASCAR would end up losing their ass on uh, if that dog um, maybe made a mistake and they gave out two thousand rapid tests. Um, I, I don't see anything good happening with this. I think if they do anything, they do like you, you go into a restaurant. You got a temperature? No. Get your ass in here then. Uh let, let's move on. I mean at some point we gotta move on. the, the COVID dogs are I'm really interested to see how it works out and and, and that sort of thing. You know when, when I lived in Miami they were training beagles to get this wrong. They were training fucking beagles to sniff out pythons, because everybody in Miami let their damn you know pythons go. They get it this, for, you know, birthday. Oh, I want a snake. And then they don't want it, and they let it out there in a the damn Everglades. And now you got these 30-foot pythons running around. Could you imagine sending a beagle after a python? That sounds like a dumb idea to me.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But maybe, maybe you just, fair? like, point them
3: out. Maybe you just point them out.
2: Well, it kind of uh, sounds like the same idea as getting this COVID dog, really. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's about the same idea. But we'll see how that works out, uh, Rob. Yeah. We'll look for a report you know. um, next week. Um, but you know what? Uh, we, we do have, Martinsville announced that they're going to have maybe 30% fans, Billy. Did you hear that? I did. Um, and Pocono is going to have 50% of fans. And this is the race Which we all to go to last year, right? Doubleheader uh, music festival, and it was freaking, all that bullshit was canceled. So, Fifty percent of the people going to Pocono. I hope people go out there and have a good damn time because that sounds like an amazing, amazing thing. Going to be in June this year. Uh, you know, June's a few months away. I think we'll all have a better idea how how all this stuff is going. Texas will be a good. Um, uh, w- w- I mean, we, we've been the mass man day has been lifted. It's been eight days. Uh, we'll see how everything goes here, but. Um, it's, we're starting to get a little bit, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm, and I, I'm relatively certain. Uh, I said relatively certain it's not a train coming back the other direction. But let's talk about Atlanta. You know, we talked about Kevin Harvick kind of being, uh, you know, quiet. Atlanta is his playground. I mean, he's the master, and there's no question about it. Billy Bradley, he'll get his damn tires down there on that yellow stripe, and uh, nobody can get the kind of speed that he has down there. Billy, let, let me ask you first, how do you think old Kevin Harvick's going to do um, at Atlanta? He won it last year. How do you think he's going to do down there? I think you just hit it on the
2: head earlier. You were talking about, we were talking about Kevin Harvick last year. All these wins they are like, hey, he's pretty well set a championship. Mm-hmm. Well, this year the mindset is, let's just lay, take you there, fly under the radar, and we'll be there. I'd say another top five in Atlanta.
1: All right. Um, uh, Rob Lopes, you worked for Kevin Harvick for a while on his team, and uh, I know you got a lot of respect for that guy. How, how do you see – I mean, you're in a garage every week. How do you see his race at, at Atlanta going? You think he's going to be fast up front? What do you think?
3: Oh, yes. Absolutely. He knows he knows that racetrack, and he's another one. This, this conversation is going to be similar to the one we had for Homestead. This yeah. is another track where tire management is
0: huge.
3: Yeah. And that you will not see the bottom of the fuel tank. You will not run out of gas there yeah. because you're not going to play that game. Yeah. Because you want tires before you need fuel, and it, it, it's one of those things where you get you get pretty deep into a run. As soon as somebody decides, all right, we're pitting,
2: mm-hmm.
3: then the re- you will drag the rest of the field down pit road. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you're pitting for tires Kevin, every chance you get at Atlanta.
3: Yes, every caution you're going to pit for tires unless unless you yeah. unless you take the green and the caution comes out before you come back to the start finish line, yeah. you might not come get a set. Yeah. But if you put ten laps on that, if you put you're ten coming. laps on a set of tires and the caution comes out, you'll yeah. come get another set of tires because it's that big a deal. And Kevin Harvick manages tires well; they have good setups there. Yep. Um he runs well there, he knows that place. And the the guys that can manage tires will 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 succeed a little more, will show some more success, some more promise.
1: I'll never forget um well that's not true. I'll probably forget, but I remember last year uh, Kyle Bush came in second and they interviewed him on pit row. He said, I mean, what do you want me to do? I got beat by the, the master of Atlanta. Um and if, right. if Kyle Bush says something like that, you know Kyle, Kevin Harvey. Pretty big deal. Away. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big deal, and I think Billy, really what we may see is we may see some guys trying to, trying to, you know, maybe not pit at a, a late in the stage or something to stay out, see if they can't
2: sneak yeah, in. Some stage we point. saw how that worked out for Bob Lawless. Yeah, week. Um, and and I
1: think uh, I, I think we may see some of that game for for some of. The, and I tell you, somebody who may want to look at that, Michael McDowell is. He's got to stay in the top 30. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to make it in the top 30. He has a win, but he's fallen back pretty fast here at these last couple of races. He held up good at the, um, you know, through the both Daytona races, held up okay at at um, at Homestead, but these last couple of races, he's fallen back. And, and I could see somebody like Michael McDowell making sure he gets some, uh, you know, as many playoff points as he can and that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to, to to, to see how it plays out. Billy Bradley, you won last week by picking Martin Truex Jr., so if you get to go first, brother, man, who you got?
3: Mm. Hmm.
2: I'm going to stick with Martin Truex Jr. this week. Good pick. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Eric Amarillo will have a good week this week.
1: That's a good pick. That's a real good pick. Those those guys have been uh fast and chomping at the bit and they need to get up there and I think I think this is I think Atlanta's where is where Stuart Haas racing gets everybody in the fold, um, a little bit. Rob Lopes, who you got, brother? Mm. Well, I'm definitely going with the master of Atlanta. I'm gonna take the four for sure.
3: Yeah. Um and I tell you, I think I am I think I like hmm, uh-uh.
1: I think I like Brad Keselowski there also. That's a great pick. I, I think um, I, I think a Penske team is is going to get a victory here. Uh, one of those guys is going to get a victory soon. I was leaning towards Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney's had uh, some up and downs here this year. He's shown some speed. Now uh, the two and the twenty two have been faster, but. Ryan Blaney's not too bad at this at this race course, so I think I'm going to take Ryan Blaney as my 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 winner. Um, I, I like that. I like Ryan Blaney there, even though there's you know actually Kyle Busch hasn't won, so I'm going to take Ryan Blaney. and Kyle Busch, uh, Kyle Busch finished second there. Ryan Blaney, I think, was a top five or he was definitely a top ten the um, last time we raced there. So, um, but but here's one thing for sure: all eyes are going to be on Kevin Harvick. Um, it, uh, unfairly. I think all eyes are going to be on Kevin Harvick, but I expect the magic to be there. I don't expect Kevin oh, yeah. Harvick to be, to be back, back in the pack and struggling there. He's, I think he's no. going to be just fine. Um, no, well, well, you, you, you make mention as like back
3: in the pack again. He's, he's yeah. running top five, top 10, just about all yeah. day, every yeah. week. Yeah. And so. I think it's, even though last year I was kicking his ass pretty hard. There's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of people out there, if this is an off year or an off year start for somebody, there are would be 30 the people in the garage would be like, sign me up for that off year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year I was kicking Kevin Harvick's ass thinking he's at the beginning of the year. He's washed up. He's too old, blah, blah, blah. Data shows he goes down. All he did is go out and win 10 races um he's he's top five in it to death and and i think Billy, you brought up a good point that i really hadn't thought of um you know last year they were out front they're doing all this kind of stuff this year it almost looks like they're on a mission um and that mission is just to keep grinding out and 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 i i I almost like what i see there even though he hasn't been in victory lane hey only five people have been in victory lane but everybody's every winner has been different so far so
3: yeah, I think there, we continue that trend that beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we can continue that trend, and I think we got our six different winner, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it might, be, it
3: might be one of the usual suspects. Not saying that Martin Truex isn't one of the usual suspects. Yeah, uh, you, you know, last year it was all it was the Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick show. That's right. Yeah, and neither, and neither one of those guys have been a victory lane yet. So, yeah, you, uh, you got
2: Denny, Kevin, Kyle, several yeah. of them.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you've got I mean, you've got some big winners that haven't haven't grace victory lane yet. So, and we're heading into the sixth race of the season.
1: Guess what they all are talking about it. <laughs> They're all talking about wanting to get in victory lane. And when you got yeah. guys like Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski that are looking for that victory, boys, good racing's getting ready to happen. And that's uh, I think everybody wins when that happens. For Billy Bradley, for Rob Lopes, this is Dato. Let's go to Atlanta and have a hell of a good time, boys. See you guys. Let's have
3: it. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.